Welcome in to another edition of not the morning after show, not the oldest morning after show. This is the morning after a bunch of portal stuff has happened. This is just me and Brad missing each other, man. Wanting to talk some ball, talk some old Miss football, old Miss recruiting, whatever really uh, we fancy on this December 12, 2023. I've been Garrett at Spirit, been on Twitter. Like I said, he's Bradley South, former old Miss offensive lineman, eight year NFL vet. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review Talk of Champions, that's the podcast network that you're tuned into. This is the flagship on the Talk of Champions network. But when you do get a chance, go to Talk of Champions, wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever, and leave us a five-star review. And check out the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com. If you live on three, that's where I write and work and talk, and that's where Brad hangs out and talks sometimes. And I don't think he'd be good at writing. I don't even, I don't even want to give you a chance to write. I've seen <laughs> you write. Hey, buddy, it's what's up? It's the autocorrect, dude. Stop. As I, as I sit here, which I, I have to have to say this, as I sit here, I hear from like a distance in my house downstairs a screwdriver. Sorry, like a, like electric screwdriver. Oh. I don't know. I even had one of those, but apparently I do. And my wife is doing something with a screwdriver or electric screwdriver. So this ought to be interesting after the show to go out there and check out what she's doing because this that's kind of terrifying. That's kind of awesome. I'm not a handy person. My wife is more handy than me. So that's like I think we're kind of the same in that way. You don't look like the handiest kind of guy. I mean, I could be handy. It just depends, but, um, she certainly is not overly handy. So this will be fun. I'm going to be, I'm going to have to be taking a part or doing something I'd imagine here soon. Perhaps she's handsy, but not handy. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe so. Maybe no? so. Okay. Wait, I'll do this. this is the flagship. A lot going on right now with Ole Miss football. Uh, Zach and I did a, a new edition of the recruiting show. Hashtag not committed that you can find on the talk of champions podcast network. We went target by target, uh, through the Ole Miss transfer portal hot list because, man, Ole Miss is on fire right now. I don't really want to rehash all of that, but I am curious your thoughts on what Ole Miss is doing right now in the portal. They're on fire, Brad. Yeah, I think that everybody kind of senses the same thing and as this, this portal's unfolding is like the momentum and like the sense of urgency is, is out of control right now. Like it is yeah, – I, I can feel it. I think everybody can kind of feel it like – the push to to make the playoffs and you know do something special next year is in full force, right? Ole, Ole Miss is all in, and I think everybody can feel it. I mean, you got you got huge, you know, you got pre scorn, Trey Harris, all these players announcing they're coming back, and now you see all these really big time players that we're in the mix for, and I think we're going to land a few. I mean, we get that kid from Florida, the DN from Florida, and and Nolan together, buddy, that would be huge. I'm talking like like huge, and I think if you get one of those guys, a domino effect happens, right? It's like, man, Ole Miss is all in. Um, they got all their players returning. They just added these these key defensive players. Which we've added other guys that are that are good ball players too. The Arkansas kid, the um, you know, Illinois kid. So I mean, we're adding pieces, but a few of those big dominoes fall. This could get shit could get really real. And um, I think the excitement. I, mean, I hate that. You know, honestly, at this point, I don't give a shit what happens in the Peach Bowl. I'm like, cool, whatever. I'm excited for next year. You know, Are what you I mean? not going to the Peach Bowl. You're not going to go. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll probably end up going. I'll watch it. I told it, like, y'all he'd go. He's going to go. But like the the result of that is, I, I'm ready for camp next year. I'm ready to open up the season next year and let, let's make a legit run at, at a playoff shot. Because I think that you know, I, with everybody returning, man, we should. Um, yeah, I've I've just been excited. I mean, this is the. I don't think anybody can argue this. This is probably one of the most exciting times in all my sports. Um, history that I can remember. I mean, I, I think that like, we're so close to being a big dog. Like, like, I don't know if we are a big no. spender, but man, we're sure acting like we're, we can hang with the, 
with the big dog. So either we got a big line of credit or, or we're just going out there saying F it, we're, we're going for it. So, and I like that. I like that. I think it's the legwork that they they've done since 2020 progressively getting out in front of the portal and the philosophy is ever evolving and never changing, but Ole Miss has been aggressively progressive in being good at that. So no, they're not spending more than Georgia and Bama and the other ones. They're just operating on a higher plane than maybe their other competitors and competitors in their no. tier. Right. Well, like, there was a time when we were like, can Ole Miss hang with Tennessee? And Kentucky was paying yeah. a lot of money. And blah. But now Ole Miss, when you think of the 14 teams, soon to be 16 teams in the SEC, right now, as far as results are concerned, and now recruiting results are, are concerned, it is Georgia and Alabama and Ole Miss is number three. And that, I yeah. think, is yeah, you know just a testament unto itself. Well, I also saw where uh, recently there was something, uh, you may have seen the same thing, I may have saw it posted from you or something, where um, the top – portal you know place you know destination the number one ranked destination is Ole Miss right I mean it makes a ton of sense um from an overall you know playing time everything else so it's it's turned into kind of one of those places where like man we're, we're really starting to be attractive and we're getting visits from pretty much whoever but man I'm, I mean if we can get this damn Florida kid I think he'll be huge to have a true pass rusher in this in this Nolan kid those are two that I think would make the dominoes just completely I mean we're, we're talking massive type of um your type of momentum the impact is crazy potentially for what Ole Miss is going after. You spoke about Walter Nolan, uh, Princely from Florida, from Florida mm-hmm. the Edge. I mean, there there's so many guys they're in on. Uh, and I th- and I, I spoke about this with Zach on the recruiting show again. You can if you really want to deep dive into recruiting, that's not what we're here for. But if you want to deep dive into that hashtag, not committed went up today, and that's just me and Zach for an hour talking about all of this stuff. So if you're confused by the portal, the targets, and who we're talking about, that should straighten you out. But when you consider what Ole Miss has done as far as constructing a roster where they got a third-year starting quarterback coming back, you know, like we for it's the crazy longest, in 2023. That's crazy, crazy. Uh, Trey Harris will be in the second year. Jordan Watkins will be in his third year. These are Ole Miss Rebels. I mean, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. The progressiveness of not just going and higher, getting higher guns. Year. Yeah, Judkins third year. This is now positioned for Ole Miss to realistically next year with the expanded playoff, Brad, to go to the playoff. This is what you and I have been wanting since we came yeah. onto this earth. You know, we were born and raised into this. It's we've been talking about Ole Miss since we've known each other, like 2007 when you played and I started on the beat. And now here we are. All we ever wanted to see was Ole Miss be a, a, a legitimate, true national championship contender. And if they get done what we think they can get done and are going to get done in the portal, that is exactly what they're going to be. And I mean, I, I don't think anybody would have predicted back when Lane was first hired that he would be entering year five with a veteran roster because we all thought, okay, if he won 10 games twice in four years, the two 10-win regular gone. seasons in Ole Miss history, yeah, he would be gone. He's here, and it feels like Ole Miss is so firmly footed on what it yeah. is, how it operates. The way they're handling the portal, and the it pretty much should shut down any, hey, Lane's going to leave for NFL or any kind of coaching. Like, dude's all in on the portal. He's all in on building Ole Miss, and it's obvious. You know what I mean? So, so all that. So, it's nice not to have to deal with, oh, you know, Lane's leaving. Lane's leaving. Lane's not leaving, dude. He's all in right now. I think he feels it. Everybody feels it. We were so close this year. Now, we're 10 and 2. I, I personally don't think we're the greatest 10 and 2 team in the world. I think you look at our schedule, there was four games that could have been either way, SEC games, but we're, we're better than the average. I think he kind of feels like, hey, man, we're right there. We're, we're really, if we add the right pieces, we could easily 
easily make a run next year and be in the you know top eight. And it's crazy to, th- the, to say, but we have everybody coming back, man. I mean, we, we really do. I mean, at this point, we can also say that you got Pettis, you got um, you know, every, pre-scorns coming. I mean, everybody's coming back. These are some yeah. of your better players. And if they stay healthy, which that's always the key in every championship run is staying healthy. I mean, dude, uh, th- th- there's there's going to be no excuse. You know what I mean? There's going to be no excuse. And you mess around and get Juice Wells in here as well. Stop, no, dude. dude See, that's can you what imagine I'm saying. Trey Harrison, Juice Wells, like, like, and, and truly when they're when they're selling, I, I wish I could go out and sell for us. Like, I, I would sell the hell out of this. Like, dude, can you imagine Juice Wells and freaking Trey Harris to get like? With and Deion Smith, oh. the number one JUCO, former LSU Tiger, that was supposed to be here sometime last who, when year. I, when I text you, go back in your text when I watch him that first game of the year. What I tell you, I said, "Holy, sh- this Dion dude is yeah. legit." Call it, call a slant and like house at eighty yards or ninety yards or something crazy. I said, "Oh my god!" So, and you got Aiden Williams, who should be in the second year. I mean, our receiving core should be literally four NFL guys. And you that's know, what it, I'm saying. It, you know, like when you look at Ole Miss and its roster next year. If it mm-hmm. if a- Alabama was on the helmet, if Georgia was on the helmet, no, let's take that out of there. That's not fair. Let's just say if Auburn was on the helmet and they were returning the core of a 10-win team, the most important significant players of a 10-win team, and on top of that, addressing their needs in the portal with the best players in the portal. Walter Nolan's going to be on Ole Miss's campus this weekend. He's the number one player in the transfer portal. He's a defensive tackle transfer from Texas A&M, originally from Olive Branch, went to Texas A&M. I think Ole Miss is in the driver's seat, even though he went to Oregon last weekend. So not only is the core of a 10-win team returning, but they're addressing it in the most high-profile and significant way they possibly can. That's the formula for what? A championship-caliber team. And if Auburn was on the helmet, not Ole Miss, I think that Ole Miss would be getting the just due that it deserves right now. Ole Miss isn't being talked about enough for how well operationally is rolled. I mean, they are one of the well, biggest stories in college football, well, in my the, opinion. The best part about that, though, is like we don't want that. You don't want that. I mean, and I'm sure Lane don't want that. Hey, listen, don't say anything about us, right? See what happens because the best part about football is you get to settle it on the field. And I think this team and Lane, I think everybody sees it. Um, we're going to have a real chance to settle on the field next year. And with the way the schedule sets up, um, man <laughs> – I'm telling you, dude. They're, they're, I, I've been breaking down the schedule, thinking I, I got like categories of, hey, these are swing games. These are games we got to win. These are games that could be potential losses, but if we win, it takes you to another level. Um, but man, I, I don't. Unless teams just get a lot better, and we really need Jaden Daniels to leave, which would be great. <laughs> yes, and yes. he is. He's gone. He, he's, he, gone. He's, he's gone. He's gone. And then his backup just left as well. So yeah, Meyer. Um, yeah, I mean, it sets up when Georgia's at home. So, dude, like. Can you imagine? I, here, let's just let's just pour the freaking Kool Aid super deep okay. today. Like, like, let's just do that. This this is what it is, right? It's a Tuesday. Nobody's doing shit on a Tuesday. Let's pour some Kool Aid deep. We pour it up some Kool Aid on a Tuesday. Can you imagine undefeated? We're almost like eight and zero, seven. Maybe by the time we play Georgia next year, we'll just be what nine and zero, eight and zero, somewhere in there. Maybe. Georgia and Ole Miss undefeated in Oxford next year. Basically, I mean, basically like a top five matchup. We marked time off of the 2014 Ole Miss-Alabama game, and that came in a year when Ole Miss lost multiple games and really didn't. It wasn't – I mean, they got to the top, I think in the top four, top three, whatever. State got to number one. But Ole Miss was never really a national championship contender. That was the first taste of it. This year, you had that exact same experience was the the Alabama game, but uh, maybe it was LSU yeah. at home, and you had that environment and that exact same kind of circumstance. But now – uh, it's commonplace. We expect Ole Miss to be in those games and winning those games. I just yep. want us to all take a moment. 
especially the me and Brad's of the world. And I think everybody listening to this podcast will feel the same way. I just want everybody to take a moment and appreciate that we are now assuming nine, 10 wins. And we're talking about going into Georgia undefeated. This is how the Blue Bloods talk. This is how Clemson talked after it broke through the glass ceiling and became Clemson. You know, it was for a while there. Clemson yeah. was Auburn. Clemson was all those other kind of tier two schools. Ole Miss, it, who would you trade places with? I mean, Auburn would trade places with Ole Miss right now. Yeah. With, with roster, coaching staff, recruiting. LSU, I don't know. LSU's LSU. But if you look around at their their counterparts in the SEC, Arkansas, Mississippi State for sure, but they're not our counterpart anymore. Uh, if you look across the SEC, Ole Miss, outside of Georgia and Alabama, who's been more consistent? Florida hasn't. And Florida, yeah, I mean, that, no they're all chasing the same thing that Ole Miss is doing, right, and that is making themselves a viable candidate for an expanded playoff. Ole Miss is not only a viable candidate, they've been in this year. Ole Miss is reinforcing a playoff caliber team. They're trying to say, no, we're, we know we're in. Now let's go win. The, the greatest part game. about it, though, this year is we were not expecting to be a playoff guy. We were expecting to be a good football team. If you look, if, if any normal Ole Miss family looked at our schedule, they'd have said, hey, eight and four, nine and three is probably the ceiling this year. And we found a way. That's what's cool about it. Like, it, was SEC great this year? I don't think so. I think there was a lot of, a lot of teams that were very average, and we were above the average. We definitely were. But the the fact that we found a way to look at the schedule and said, "Hey, we, we everybody said Georgia and Alabama are going to be losses." I mean, for the most part, that, that's that's at their places. I mean, come on, if you're being realistic. But guess what? We won the ten others and two of our non-con games. I mean, they weren't Georgia Tech and Tulane weren't exactly just the worst teams in the world. So. Yeah, you look at the schedule, we found a way. That's what's cool about it. And, and, and I've always said, hey, 2024, because the way our schedule set up was going to be our year. And that's if all pieces came back. And I've said this in the podcast before, you're like, don't get excited. You know, don't don't get don't get too ahead of yourself because it's a portal. You know, I've said, listen, if all these guys will get together and come back, dude, I mean, it, the, the, the next thing we need to talk about is, hey, how do you handle this? How do these guys handle the – because I've been in this situation before. Now, we went 11 oh. or – no, we, we went 11 oh. or 12 wins with the Bears. I thought we were I'm, talking about I'm, South Carolina. No, I ain't worried about – dude, that shit, I was 19 at the time. I don't care nothing about that shit. I don't even remember that game. Um, oh, so, I remember it. I remember 16, it. 16 years ago, I don't even remember. Actually, you actually got, had you a, got Eric Norwood PTSD. No, dude, I, I, had a, I had a way worse game versus Auburn that year. Like, way worse. It wasn't even close. But The only mistake you made was – talking to the media after the game because you were pissed. Dude, I'm, <laughs> you have been dude imagine – Imagine being a little redneck from Hernando, and all of a sudden you're doing a little media thing. I have no clue. Uh, the only thing I ever talked to him was my damn, my damn mic on the on the PlayStation. You know what you I mean? You were so That's pissed it. off. After, I mean, th that was it wasn't handled well. I don't even right. remember, honestly. Oh, Mrs. Media Relations. I just I'll never forget it because you came in there and the look on your face. The I mean, you were just of course you are. Look what just happened, you know. And this was you. You were who requested me that day? Why Why would you want to talk to me? I guess well, who Who wanted to talk to me that day? Yeah, why did Bobby have to talk? Ever. Yeah, I mean, Bobby got Eric Norwood, too. I mean, why didn't he have to talk? You know what I mean? Like, why did Brad get sick? I tell you yeah, why, that, because the Ole Miss Media Relations, they always choose guys that are, like, the best guys. They send them out there when it's good, bad, they're consistent. Cedric Johnson's been that guy for him this year. You're one of those guys. You're the send him out there. He's not going to do any harm. But well, here comes old Brad from Hernando with the swoof. I said, yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm glad the ranking's gone. No. Uh, <laughs> that, that, but it's just a good example, though, of – that team, as good as it was, it's always been hypothetical. It's always been theoretical yeah. what Ole Miss could be. Oh, man, they were right there. I think, you know, even that situation is a good example of it, not breaking through. Ole but Miss but not really, though. Like, like at through. that time, like, people don't realize, like, 
we the SEC was unreal at that time. Mm-hmm. There was no like, – like where we are now in the SEC, we were nothing like that. The SEC was stacked. I mean, absolutely stacked for that for that year on that team. And um, I mean, even your bad teams were, were solid back then. And um, I don't know that we had a, a Lane Kiffin type call in the plays. At the time. We didn't use Dexter McCluster that game in South Carolina. We didn't really have the, the He moved into running back to Houston Nutt in the second half. We and did everybody not, and their mother we did not have the star power on the coaching staff to lead that team to actually being what it could have been. Now, you know, and, and also the, the offenses just weren't involved, weren't involved like they are now. Like, like this is a totally different ball game. We were still in running power, you know, just an actual back back when I was playing, which is not that long ago. Like you actually had to drop back, you you had to actually drop back and like block your DN. Like now everything's a run fake or run action. Like it's just a totally different ball game than, at that time, and that's why you know O line play is the way it is now. But um, Ole Miss was ranked high at that time, but we were nothing like where we are now, talent wise. Um, we had some good players, but 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 in the coaching staff, we were nowhere near what we have now to to lead a group like that. We we were exactly what we were a nine win ball team, and. Um, you know, it's just where we are now, coaching wise. Just too, it's it's on another level, dude. Like we have a nine million dollar coach at the time. We had a three million dollar coach. Okay, like like that's that's that's, so a, that's different. Since that's then, a different ball game. That's since ball game. that post game locker room that you still, as you've grown, gotten married, finished your career, gotten married and have kids. You know, you're a full on adult now. Since that, it doesn't seem that long ago, but. The the prices of poker, I mean, the price of poker has gone up for the coaches, for the players, and that the game has changed. Uh, I think we finally need to recognize this, man. We're not young anymore. We're not. Okay? I know I got a baby face, and I still wear stupid hats because I, w- I refuse to grow up, and Brad's got coiffed hair. But we are not grown-ups. Uh, but we are because what we've always wanted was this. This. Even those conversations. Uh, being number four. Oh, Ole Miss is right there. Finally. Ole Miss was right there all year this year. They never really left, right? And they're yeah. there right now. They're about to play Penn State in their second access bowl in four years. For the first time ever, they're playing Penn State. If they beat Penn State, it's their first 11-win season ever. And we can't get used to just taking this stuff for granted, you know? And yeah, I have fallen victim to it. Yeah. After Alabama, after Ole Miss lost to Alabama, and I was – I wasn't happy about it. I had plenty of stuff to say. But that's no, a good example. It felt like we were about to go on a, a downfall of losses after that. Um, but we didn't, thank goodness. But we just so had we, this we conversation off yeah. the air. We just had this conversation about finance. Hey, w- w- no matter how much money you make, you always want that next number, right? And you just – you can make X amount, and it's – I mean, I wish I had this. It doesn't matter where you get to. And we were like, man, we kind of agree. This is where you get with Ole Miss at times or where you get when you're winning. Like, you know, now now here we are 10 and 2. Would have taken this like none other years ago. And now it's like, man – we need to, we need to be better. We need to yeah. win the national. Hey, you were there. Okay. You remember it. You remember two and ten. You know. <laughs> yes, I do. I remember losing a lot of tech at home. I um, remember when Brad, poor Brad, he didn't have the transfer portal, and he was trying his damnedest to be a good soldier and say, "Man, I, I'm telling you, Zach Stout kind of looks like Jevin Sneed." He was, <laughs> Physically, maybe he was uh, not. But no, but you were trying to be. I'm not. That's not knocking you, but that's that's I, Ole Miss is a different is in a different place now. Now, no. Jevin Sneed is Jackson Dart, and Zach Stout is Walker Howard. There's a difference yeah. in the well, quality. Well, the, the, fa- the fast track to winning now is in, in, insane, right? Like, like if you had a hole at Ole Miss back when I was playing, or back even people before us, you had to recruit a freshman. 
to come in and develop him for a couple of years. You could get someone as a transfer portal, but it's not going to fix your hole immediately. You know, you, they had to sell out a year. So you could just. Masoli was the closest thing that you got to that. If you had, if you had a quarterback issue, you were at least two years away from fixing it. At least. Now we have quarterbacks now that would start on, on half the teams in the nation. If not more, I mean, you got Walker Howard that's, that didn't even touch the field. That would have been, I mean, he, he would have been a, a great quarterback for most teams in the SEC. I bet Auburn would have loved to have him. Would have killed all year. Yeah. So it's just a different, different day and age. Like, like the fast track to being good is it's almost like basketball. Whenever all their transfer, when they were just, you know, the, the one year players and you can get five new players and win a championship and they all go to the NBA and you do it the next year. Same kind of footballs, footballs is like that now. I mean, you can go get what you need and get it fast which is cool. The Talk of Champions podcast network is brought to you in part by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. It's getting close to the end of 2023. If you need to make year-end donations for tax purposes, call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation and they'll walk you through their philanthropic giving initiatives. Whether it's the Vault Society or Empower, both initiatives give you a tax-deductible way to support the Champions Now campaign for Ole Miss Athletics. Or if you're working on estate planning, call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation to discuss Forever Ole Miss. For further information, call 662-915-7159. That's 662-915-7159. Or visit givetoathletics.com. That's givetoathletics.com. It's the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601-953-8449 and get your free quote today. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC. Code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. 
BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talking Champions Podcast Network. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The initial fear was that the rich were only going to get richer. And this is something we talked about, uh, me and Zach were not committed. That is not what has happened. It has leveled the playing field to where Ole Miss can realistically there's there are no more obstacles put in their way. The only thing holding an Ole Miss back or a team that aspires to uh, break into that championship caliber tier, the only thing holding you back now is yourselves. It's yeah. complete. The onus has been put on the coaches and the players, yes, but the fans as well. And Ole Miss fans have responded by raising a shit ton of money and are showing no signs of slowing down to keep that momentum yeah. and to make it sustainable. That's the big question, but. Because I mean, we're old what are, people, we're, 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 we, man, if homeless could just win at this level, and yeah. here we are, and we're talking about it like it's normal, and it's not because almost is about to go into next year as a top 10 team, returning a Heisman candidate at quarterback, early Heisman candidate released this week, odds, and he's in there as Jackson Dart. Uh, Quinn Sean was a sleeper going too. into this year, yeah, and you're running back, and you've got Trey Harris, who was a stud in one year that we all expect of all the guys they brought in, he's probably the most likely to leave because he's going to be a high-round pick, and he's coming back (laughs) on top of Deion Smith, maybe Juice Wells. Think about this, dude. So they stacked the box a ton this year, right? Like like that that was one of the issues. Now, we didn't block it as great either. But what do you do when you have Juice Wells and Trey Harris out there and you're trying to stack the box? And Deion Smith. And yeah, and Deion Smith and, and Jordan, or, or Watkins. Or even Jordan Watkins, you know, that's, that's a great four. And then Aiden Williams, if he, I mean, he's obviously gonna be a stud. You can have a five, a really good five, good receiver. But how do you stack the box in that case? Either, either they're going to stop Juckins or Trey Harris is going to catch for 1600 yards. You decide, right? Like, like you can hold Juckins to a thousand yards, but if we are where I think we are next year, we're going to, I mean, you will absolutely, you'll be to throw deep all day. So, it puts it puts a defense in a real bind if we get these certain players, and this is what I'd be selling. Yeah, you know, this is what I would be selling to the Juice Well. Like, hey guys, like we need like two bodies to 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 really to really make a difference here um, on each side of the ball. You know, and, and obviously with our O line and D line, we need to fix that up. But man, we we have we really have something good to sell, and I think that's why all the guys. And, and it kind of shows. I think it kind of shows the closeness of the team. There's no way all those guys return without them talking to each other, right? Somebody's gotten together and said, "Hey, like, let's do something great. Like, they're going to pay us good money. Don't go rush to the NFL. You've seen what happens when you rush to the NFL, dude. Like, like it is so hard to make it in the NFL. You can quite so literally hard. be done with football. By you can quite literally you. be amazing. You can quite literally be an amazing football player, and not make the NFL. I see it happen all the time. You're just in a bad situation, and you don't get your chance. And you know, you can be a great football player, and not make it." Hell, even Benito Jones at first wasn't looking like he wasn't going to make it. Dude, dude's undrafted free agent, but he found he the got right the play. right opportunity. And I tried to. You got. It's about luck and timing, dude. I, I'm telling you, I could have easily gotten cut after my first camp. Got lucky, guys. Got hurt. Don't think I'm any great of a player. I got lucky and I got the right opportunities and met the right coach that actually liked me. But that doesn't happen for everybody. If you can make a couple hundred thousand dollars or, or even five hundred or whatever some of these guys are paid, keep your ass in college. 
and have fun. Because when you rush off there, you're literally one one camp away from being done and not making a dime. You might as well enjoy your college, get as much education as possible, because at the end of the day, now that I'm out, that shit's important. The education is extremely important because that's more like, hell, I played eight, eight, nine years, and I'm still 34. Thank God I got an education. I got to work for the next 20-something years, right? Keep your ass in college, get an education, and make a little money if you can, and now you got a great team. Now, I've been now, trying now, to make you be a full-on media person, but he's just now, – Now you have a great opportunity. You made a couple hundred thousand dollars. You're on a great – college team and you still have the same opportunity to make it to the nfl you'll get that shot but that that's going to come with luck you know only the elite ones get you know make it through pretty unscathed but man for the most part the rest of you it's a battle man i mean if you don't get in the right situation look at matt corral man and he was a good player at Ole Miss. everybody thought he was going to make it and he's out right he's he out goes to the damn panthers shitty organization hurts his foot they they move quick they they're not sitting around waiting for you to get back and develop dude now you're gone now he's out my heart right. sank when I saw that he'd broken his foot because I went, that is the worst. That's it. Yeah, but, that's it. Because like, he was already the, he already wasn't a, a high pick, right? He's a third rounder. So, and that's probably what Trey was going to be, a third rounder. He got banged up this year. And I can get why he's coming back. It's still a surprise because I thought he would test well. and But it's different now. It used to be if I can get anywhere from one to four, one first round to fourth round, I'm gone. Bobby Massey left because he thought he could work his way from the fourth to the first. And he actually had some first round like momentum yeah. for a second there, but then he falls to the fourth. Point being is I feel as if Trey's feedback on top of the money he's making, the conversation with Lane, the opportunity in front of him, you're starting to see a shift too with players to where it's not as black and white are these decisions anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they they have to really consider um their long term Caden Priestcorn, old days, Caden Priestcorn married with a kid. He'd be out the door yesterday, you know what yeah. I mean? Ready to go pro. You couldn't thing. make any money, right? Like now, right. now you got to say, hey, do I take the, let's call it $400,000. Do I take the $400,000 and secure that and know I got a place that that's going to pay me this $400,000 to come back and play? And all, it really, all it's really going to cost me is six months, right? The spring, you just work out. You got some spring football. Um, you get to have a fun good, good player starter and you've yeah, had injuries yeah, you, you're not going to play you, you at all. You have 15 practices in the spring, 15 that you show up for and, and do. Do I take the $400,000 now or do I, do I try to go early? And if Caden Prescorn, best he could probably do. He's not fast. He's not that fast. So maybe by the grace of God, he goes in fourth round, right? You're signing a bonus ain't but $500,000, $600,000. here. For Essentially you. what you're about to make in college, guaranteed. So you may get that signing bonus, and that, that, that's a Caden Prescore test. Amazing, honestly, he's probably six rounder, right? That's one hundred twenty thousand dollars, one hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? You can make it's a better situation to stay in college for a, a reasonable number, if you at least guaranteed. Now, now, if you do amazing and he gets the third round or something, maybe it's a eight hundred thousand, nine hundred thousand dollars signing bonus, but you don't want to chance that. If you go undrafted, that's ten thousand dollars, bro. That ain't, that's nothing. You, you just passed up four hundred thousand dollars from a college that's willing to pay you. So. It, it makes sense now if you're not a high guy to stay, stay now, which is great for college football. You got, I mean, there's 28 year olds out there playing now. You got COVID year, you got a red shirt year, you got a second red shirt year. I mean, dude, there's literally 28 year, 28 year olds playing college football. It's, it's great. But well, like Dylan Gabriel, think about Dylan Gabriel. He uh, he visited Ole Miss. He was the quarterback, you know, that was going to be before ja they landed Jackson Dart. He was the guy. Levy was still here, and Dylan Gabriel has now gone from Central Florida to Oklahoma. So now he's a quarterback at Oregon. You know, like it's a weird dynamic, but then you look at Ole Miss and 
I've made the joke a lot. Like, you're not going to look back on, and, and I use Zach Evans just because he's these. He's a one and done guy. I love Zach Evans. Great player. He's still with the Rams. I mean, he hadn't gotten a lot of run or anything, but um, how, like, we're used to looking back at Romero and Deuce and Corey Peterson, the good rebels, right? Like, that, that really yeah. you grew up on. Who are you growing up on now in this, this aging culture? And I would make the joke about Zach Evans, but then you look at the roster now and Jackson Darts in his third year. Quinn Shawn's in his third year. I mean, Ole Miss did a hell of a job of responding to the new culture shift in the sport, and now they're about to reap potentially the benefits on the recruiting trail, which could lead to them next year legitimately going for a freaking national title. <laughs> Just us. Oh, God. We can't do this to ourselves. We can't do this to ourselves. But here's the thing, put your, though. Put your red mic away. Good Here's green. the thing, though. My buddy Whit Spencer bought this for me. Yeah, he's my guy. Um, I love it, dude. It's it stands out, and it's very old Missy because it's red. Anyway, ten and two was this year. Chris Beard is undefeated in his first year through uh, nine games with Ole Miss basketball. The first time Ole Miss has started nine and zero for the fourth time in school history, I should say. Baseball won a national championship in twenty twenty two. Last year was a disaster. But Brad, if there was ever a time for us to print off Kool-Aid shirts with our faces on it and just hand them out to the masses and let them build the Ben and Brad squad. This is it. Yeah. Dude. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm so in on basketball too right now. I am which so is it, which is an accomplishment by itself. Cause you're not a huge basketball. I haven't been in, I haven't been in on basketball since like, you know, Marshall Henderson probably was my last time I was really this in on basketball, um, which I enjoyed. I liked basketball when I was at school. I went to a ton of the games. You know, that's what you do on a Tuesday night, whatever, you know, walk over from the dorms and go to the game. Um, but man, this is actually a fun team. Well, I've been texting you a lot about basketball. I mean, every, every I mean, single I, I am watching night. every game. I'm, yeah, I'm watching every game now. So, um, what he's done is incredible. That's a whole nother conversation, but man, that, that roster is, is fun to watch. I'm going to be excited to see what we do in SEC play, but I think we've beaten SEC caliber teams. I, I mean, C central Florida was a solid team and so was Memphis. So, so it was NC um, state. NC state was a tournament team, but to your point, Ole Miss sports, are, are we turning the corner? I mean, I mean, I, I would. I would argue we have two two of the best, which Bianco is too. Everybody, you know, whatever. But football, basketball, you have a you have two coaches that can coach anywhere in the nation. In my mind, in, in my mind, those are two that that can coach anywhere. I mean, I just want to see Lane. And, and Alabama would hire Lane Kiffin. Would would any other coach you ever had? Would Alabama hire him? Maybe Hugh Freeze is an offense coordinator, but like well, as a head coach, he would have kept winning, and Alabama would have like turned. They would have tried to hire him because Florida tried to hire. Chris him. Beer was at Texas, dude. That is a legit basketball program, right? He I just needed to see Lane Kiffin stay somewhere, and the fact that he, he that Ole Miss is the place he ended up staying, it's remarkable. He's been here. I for think. Go, it's, I think. Years. I think. I honestly think this place is perfect for him. I do too. And I, mean, I actually think that this place is perfect for Chris Beard, too, from the people I've talked to. I think he really likes it here. So the days of – we all have the scar tissue of Tommy Tuberville leaving in the dead of night and abandoning Ole Miss. And David Cutcliffe heroically like coming in and taking over and winning the Independence Bowl. We are a far cry from hoping that Tommy Tuberville doesn't leave and, and getting oh David God. Cutcliffe to win the Independence Bowl because now you <laughs> – like Chris Beard is quite literally – one of the very oh. best coaches in in his sport. My twin brother, Steven, he's not really ever been that much in Ole Miss basketball, but he's been taking He's like, I don't understand how they're so good. It can't just be because Chris Beard is good. Yes, people who are elite at what they do, they we do also a good job at what like, they do. 
they get results. Flanagan, Flanagan Sharp, Musa, Murph. I mean, like we have a whole new team essentially. You got you got a couple leftovers that are decent. Morale and and break. Matthew Morrell's been great. He's he's playing off the ball, but he has more talent around than he's ever had before. He gets to play his role. Jamin Breakfield gets to play their roles. They're not having to play oversized roles. Do things that they're not comfortable doing or aren't no. good doing. We've done it to ourselves. All right, here you go. This will close us out then. Who wins a national championship first? Oh, gosh. Don't do this. All right, wait. wait. Who gets to a national championship game first? Because, hey, no one expected 2019 Texas Tech to make the title game, and, and Chris Beard took him there. He's taking Ole Miss would be his fourth separate program to take to the NCAA tournament since 2016. And, again, they're 9 and freaking 0 after winning 13 combined games last year, including three in the league. So, which one gets to the title game first? Ole Miss baseball already has, but let's just throw them in there anyway. Ole Miss football, basketball, or baseball. If you had to bet on one to make the title game next year, who would it be? Football. Can, can, can you let me know after Walker, Nolan, Juice Wells, yeah. and Princely um, commits in the next two days, three if days? That, if they were to commit, how? What, what do you think Ole Miss would – where would Ole Miss be for you as far as a true championship contender? If those three committed and we added three offensive linemen that could legitly just like be serviceable, I got to be great, be serviceable. Ole Miss would have a legit shot at winning national. I mean, I mean legit. Like I would be preseason number six in the country is what there is what they would be. Yeah, but you, you should be should be around there, and we should hold hold it all year. I mean, we, we should be in the in the conversation. Oh no! Oh, Which, God. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we're doing it. But how hey, do we but, handle it? Like I, this is the thing: we're in unprecedented territory too, because we're used to Ole Miss, our Ole Miss being a one a one way, you know. So we're gonna have to adjust <laughs> as well. Dude, <laughs> I just cracked up. Like in my head, when you gave me that flashback of like how excited I was that we won the the Independence Bowl and David Cutcliffe is coming in to save the day, mm-hmm. and we're gonna be able to win seven games now, Dad. Right, if we win eight, dude, we could potentially get one of them Florida balls. We can't afford to go to it, but man, hell, we'll have a good time watching it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hell, we can go that. We should, we should want to go to the freaking Liberty Bowl and Independence Bowl because we can drive to it, right? And like maybe pack some blunty. Like anybody in Mississippi will understand this. But I'm, we were I'm really excited here. to go to Detroit for the Motor City Bowl for Christ's sake. Yeah, we, we, the the ones close by though, you can bring a. A cooler with a bloney sandwich in it, bloney bloney meat and cheese, and like you're and going to the zoo beer. for a day, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah the and like a hotel room, shit, no, boy. No. We're driving down there, and since that game ends at freaking eleven o'clock, we're driving our ass all the way back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that was that was what Ole Miss was growing up, right? Like we, you know, then you had the 03 year that was different, but for the most part, dude, we just trying to make the Independence Bowl, baby. But we're different now. We have turned the corner now, but for for the for the semi young fan that grew up on Ole Miss, like we're trying to figure out how to handle this. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm almost forty, man. That's the problem. Is like, when do we know. finally say, you know what? A new era has arrived, both in the fandom and the everything. I don't know. All I know is this. Here's I'm here's what I'm proud of. Too. Okay. I don't want to cut you off, but like I've been doing it. To I've you been all, saying all this show. shit forever. I've been saying this shit forever. Ole Miss has always been a sleeping giant. We have a beautiful campus. It's a great place to live. It's safe. There's no reason why we should If you pour the right resource in there, which we have, there's no reason this place can't 
be a, be an Alabama type or be a, be a destination for people to come win well, championships? I don't know. The, the only issue I would say is uh, if, if Mississippi were smart back in the day, Mississippi State and Ole Miss would have been one school, even USM, they'd have been one school and dominated like LSU. However, that didn't happen. You had your yeah. factions and now people hate each other. This is the closest we've ever seen Ole Miss to being – in that conversation, the we can let Mississippi State drop off and be like Southern Miss, honestly, because that's it, the the more that now this NIL is in place. I mean, how do they compete with us, honestly? If we're going to keep doing the shit we're doing in NIL, which everybody knows, without saying that we're raising a hell of a lot of money. Well, right? I mean, look at it this way: Dylan Gabriel, when Jeff Levy was at Ole Miss as the offensive coordinator, got on campus, was coming here, and the reason he didn't is because Jeff Levy left and went to Oklahoma. You know. And yeah. now Dylan Gabriel leaves Oklahoma because it's Jackson Arnold's job. They always planned for this two years and gone. They thought he'd be going to the NFL. He still has eligibility. Uh, they mutually agreed to part ways to Oklahoma and Dylan Gabriel, even though he was great for them. And you got State talking about they got $2 million to play for, pay for a quarterback, and Jeff Levy can't even get Dylan Gabriel to visit? That's his guy guy, you know? Um. So I just there I, is I, th I think Oregon I think Oregon is just really tough to compete with in IL. That's why I'm scared with the Nolan kid. I think that that Oregon has got some real. I mean, they got some real money. <laughs> they really do. Like they got the freaking. Listen, the only reason I'm saying because I was in Seattle and the Phil Knight guys connected with that shit some kind of way, and it was the most absurd type of like organization ever ever played for. I mean, their equipment room was the size of most people's facility, and everything was free. Like most facilities, you, you, you go in there, you go to the desk, hey, I need a pair of shorts, a shirt, and they're, they're marking it off. They're taking inventory. Whereas the Seahawks are like, hey, we got all this old Nike shit. Can you come grab a bag and, and give it out to your family? Like it was just a different kind of vibe in Seattle, right? So Couldn't that's the kind of money that's just – it just doesn't you – know, it's just a not a, it's a different ballgame. Couldn't you grab a couple pullovers for your friend Ben? I'm just... <laughs> Dude, anybody that visited Seattle, they were, they were wanting you to come take the stuff. Whereas like Arizona was like – that was their family business, right? <laughs> so it's like – Okay, you got a Gatorade today, a shirt, and a pair of shorts. Where Seattle's like, I'll give you this freaking badass leather bag and fill it up with as much stuff as possible. So you're going through every, I mean, dude, the, the, the opening, like the cases inside the locker, or inside the equipment room, like big rolly cases that are like all the way up to the, I mean, it was crazy. You got to get a ladder to get some of this shit down. It's like, oh, there's the XL hoodies in the top. You know, we haven't seen those in three years. Those are, those are the three-year-old models. Grab, grab five of those. Like, it was insane, man. Oh. You should have grabbed one for your friend Ben. But I will say, if this does come to fruition, and this time next year we're previewing a playoff team, a playoff game, I should say, we are going to have to do some special, kind of like maybe a watch party at the thing or a big Ole, My, Ole Miss get-together. Just We'll all wear our Kool-Aid shirts and just go all in on this shit. Dude, can you imagine? Dude, I, I'm just – yeah, it's it's going to be a fun, fun year. We got We got to figure out how to handle it as a team. Like I said, my my the year when we were in the Bears, we won twelve and four. Came back the next year, went eight and eight, and we had the exact same roster. And we actually added a couple key pieces in free agency, right? And that that came from dudes that had nothing, um, went out, got something, or were hanging out in the city a little too much, getting a lot of attaboys, pats on the back. Hey, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that. And when it came to time to doing the shit that got you there at the beginning. It, they just quite it wasn't quite there. People had people had a little bit more ego after going twelve and four, right? Than, than we did when we were just the old shitty bears. You know, the year before, we won four games. Well, you win twelve, and everybody's patting you on the back. Hey, hopefully the leaders on our team, the older guys, are willing to say, "Hey, man, we're going to work the same way. I don't give a shit." And if there is somebody stepping out of line and acting different because they have something now, or because they have accomplished something, then hopefully some of the leaders will step in and 
and shut it down because that that kind of stuff will kill a vibe and will kill a team's um, you know path. But yeah, I mean, we got everything in front of us, dude. Like this is gonna be this is gonna be the funnest funnest year, whether it happens or not. It's gonna be a shoot. The, the the lead up to it surely gonna be. I mean, it's surely gonna be a damn Same. damn lead up. Gonna be a circus, and we'll be there every step of the way as long as Brad will just agree to do the show with me regularly. I've been trying, trying, <laughs> and trying. And I can't let's, get him to promise anything. Let's do some Christmas lists, dude. Let's before we go. Let's let's. What's Ben's Christmas list? Ole Miss Christmas list. Ben's Ole Miss Christmas list. Uh, for sure, Walter Nolan. Let's. No, I'll take that. I want to win for Ole Miss basketball and its SEC opener at Tennessee. Dude, that would be sick. They always open at somewhere. It's ridiculous. wow, and it's always at like a high ranked SEC team. It's it's crazy. I kind of um, want to go that game. There's an outside chance I'm gonna go that. I'm actually game. going. You can jump in with me. Are Let's you? Go. Yeah. I've been, I've been I, I, I love. I love. I love I'm the same way. That's like one of my favorite places to visit. And see football. If we ever go back there in football, I'm there. One thousand percent. That was one of the funnest games I've ever been to, and I hopefully we win again because they are obnoxious. But Knoxville's fun to go to, man. Like I love going up there. Well, we can't have everything, even though that's what my children do. They ask for everything these days on the Christmas list. So I'm gonna say, how about we have three. For our Christmas list, our Ole Miss Christmas list. All right, my t- first two are Walter Nolan and a win for Ole Miss basketball over Tennessee in their SEC opener in January. And the third one would be, I want the princely dude from Florida. I want him. Yeah, that, that, that was going to be my number one. I, and, I, I love a good pass rusher. All right, well, give I me would, three. Uh, three. It can be an Ole Miss Ole. baseball national championship again, re- rebounding, because that's your favorite. <laughs> Uh, three for Ole Miss. So I would say, um, an, an O lineman. Just, just give me like a, a top, like a high end O lineman. Jerkwan right? Scott like, from Southern Miss is about to commit, I think. And then Carl yeah, Scott. and that's and here's the thing. I've seen some some talk on him. Like he's a you take him for sure. He's a fourth ranked lineman in the portal. You, you take as many of those guys as you can. Let it sort itself out when we get here. People are like, oh, you know, I want the Carter. Well, the Carter Smith kid didn't even rank as high as this kid, right? So um, just get good bodies. Yeah, just get get good bodies. So I would say number one would be get good bodies. Number two would be for I don't know. You, you took all juice. you want yeah, juice. You took all mine. Juice juice would be juice would be number two. Just because I start watching highlights and I'm like, dude, he's kind of he reminds me of Debo Samuel, which is weird because Debo isn't he from South Carolina? Yeah, that's I who he reminds that. me of. That, that's like it's, he's like a little bit kind of thicker, but like whenever he gets the ball, he's a he can run. Oh my and god! He, so Deion Smith is Justin Jefferson. Uh, juice Wells is Debo Samuel. Uh, Trey Harris is Trey Harris is Keenan Allen all day. Like it, it literally when I watch, when I watch Keenan Allen play, it is Trey Harris. It's unbelievable. Same, same build, everything. Um, man, we're, we're terrible. All right. The and third one, can be, it doesn't have to be football. It can be whatever you want it to be for Ole Miss, your Christmas list. Christmas list. Mm. Just say it. You want the baseball. You got to have your baseball. No, back I'm, not, I'm not focusing on baseball right now because last year did did something to me. It's the first time I've ever experienced a bad Ole Miss oh. baseball team. So I'm, I'm going to let that all play out. I'm going to let my expectations be low on that. I would say I would say a solid tight end coach. Okay. I would say I would say a solid hire in the coaching staff. I think that that – I don't know if that role has been filled yet. It has not say, been filled and very, very little rumblings about it. And I think that's by design. I don't think they're focused yeah, on it. Yeah, I may or may or may not have reached out about that and it was told it's it's a <laughs> they're they're gonna let it let it wait. That's gonna be a um they're just gonna I don't think they're gonna rush it. So Love Bradley Sowers, old Mrs. Tidy's coach would have been just the best. No, it would never happen. I'm not qualified. 
hey, you can go be True Maroon, go be a, an analyst for Mississippi State, offensive line analyst, get your foot in the door with your boy, Jeff Lett. I don't know if I can do that. I'm just I told, I told, I told, I'll, I'll, I'll admit this. I told my dad, I said, Hey, you know, me and Levy are good, good buddies. I said, I don't know if he would ever ask me to coach. I don't, um, I don't think he would. Um, I said, dad, what, what if I went to, what if I went to Mississippi state to coach? He said, boy, you trying to get my ass ran out of Mississippi. You go there. Don't call me. I love don't call dad. you. you dude, my, my dad literally was about to diss on me. So I said, all right, well, we're going to keep our rebel gear on. All right, dad. <laughs> right, it loud and clear even though Boy, i'm almost 40 years old or you're 34 he texts me eight times after that you really ain't considering that are you bro i said no like he's not no he's just a friend like he said no, I, I don't have any coaching experience he's not going to ask me to coach like i kept asking if you were wrapped in maroon and white yet that's what i kept doing. everybody keeps saying that I'm like no i just i just play golf with the guy we're, we're buddies i do have something i want to do for next year since the uh cowbells are obviously uh, a competitive advantage and it's complete horseshit that they're still allowed. I want to buy those things. I, I don't what are the, the, the horns at soccer, like the Vazuzu horns, <laughs> some or other. I'm going to buy like 10,000. All right. And everybody, I'm going to hand them out to just 10,000 and it, we're going to blow our Hazuzu horns responsibly, you know, like they ring it. And then what's can the we, SEC but, but can say? we do something cooler than a Vazuzu horn though? Can Whatever it is. Okay, fine. Yeah. Whatever. Pick something. But all I, all I want to do is I want to, I think we need to be like Ole Miss people and always fans need to be the one to really push this we need to challenge the sec because this is horseshit those yeah. cowbells are are is they're good they should be allowed they're not they, fair they, they won five games we don't give a shit about a bell like time time to your ladies and walk around that that's that old old mess in me i'm sorry that's that old old miss coming back. <laughs> that's time, that to lady, time to your ladies and walk around let's yeah. go He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. We're both on the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and Fleet of on three. I write and talk there. He hangs out and talks about Ole Miss stuff. So if you want to check us out, that's the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and Fleet of on three. And if you sign up today, you can get a sub for as low as $1. $1 just to talk about your Ole Miss Rebels and the hot and heavy nature of the portal right now for them all day, every day. The Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and Fleet of on three. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. See you, Ben. Howdy, Toddy. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.